5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. Happy Wednesday, everybody, and uh, hopefully you are finding your midweek to to be one that God has continued to teach you and to help you grow. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, that help, and we're going to go to Romans chapter 8. And we, uh, we use this passage quite a bit and probably to try to justify ourselves, but here we are, Romans chapter 8, we're going to do 1 through 6. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus, and because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. And the law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature or flesh. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his only son in a body, like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement to the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the Spirit. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and to peace. All right, so let's go back to the verse 1. And try to understand this uh, no condemnation. And so sometimes people would look at this and just say, hey, you know, like almost using this as another justification, like Christians don't judge um, that whole, you know, conversation there. Um, And they're like, well, there's no condemnation. Right. And we need to understand this in its context, right? So there is no condemnation for those who belong to Jesus, right? So because we are now united in Christ, there is no sentence of condemnation. So this kind of goes back to another law term, right? I mean, actual law, not just like it, it feels like the law is coming down on us, right? So this is a judicial pronouncement, right? Upon a uh, a guilty person, condemnation, punishment, pen- penalty, right? So there is no death sentence. So you have not been sentenced to death because you are in Christ. So under the law, we were condemned, right? In this body, in this flesh, right? But in Jesus, we see that we have died to the law, right? So for the law of the spirit of life in Christ has set you free from the law of sin and death. So we're under a new set, right? It's a new, it's, it's like the law still applies, but it's the spirit of God that's going to be working, right? And because you belong to God, right? The power of the life-giving spirit has freed you. So we've been set free, And this is where we should then say that's the reason why there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ, because as Paul continues here, right, he talks about what God did. 
And it's a, it's important for us to kind of understand, like, this is the reason why condemnation, the death sentence, is not on those that are in Christ. Because God did something about it, right? So God did what the law could not do. He sent his son into, the, into a body, right, just like we sinners have. So that's where we talk about the incarnation. Jesus came because God said this was the only way. And we've talked about it here on the podcast before, but when you're looking at this, you're saying only man deserved the death sentence. Only God could pay for it. You know, so it was like, man, we couldn't pay for our own. We were trying. We were doing what we could. We were trying to follow the law, but that was way more than we could ever imagine. This, we couldn't pay that back. God knew it. We were trying. And this is where God says this is the only way. This wasn't plan B. This was plan A. So God sends Jesus incarnate into the flesh, just like we've seen in this passage, is the flesh has been corrupted, right? And the law could do nothing in order to fix that. It could point it out. It could say, man, flesh is corrupted, but it couldn't do anything. And that's why when we see Jesus stepping in to human flesh, dying in our place, rising to give us that victory that we did not deserve. So those who are dominated by the sinful nature, right, still think about all of these things. And that's where, when we're talking about it, and this is a, the difficulty as well, is that there are still people who are being dominated by their flesh. They're thinking about fleshly things, meaning what? All the things that are going to make the flesh happy, <laughs> Right, so it's the and it's not just you know you can talk about sex and pleasure, yes, but we're also talking about just earthly things that you know please us, right? Shopping sprees, um, you know, going to places and spending money and doing this and doing this and doing you know, there's all kinds of things that your flesh is like, ooh, this this feels good. We should do more of this. You see, that's the part where the flesh becomes happy. So you're saying, this is going to now drive me. And that's what happens. When the flesh is happy, like we get happy. I mean, all kinds of endorphins and things are firing in our, you know, in our brains and in our bodies. And we enjoy it, right? So there's another side. Letting your sinful nature control your mind, as Paul says in verse 6, leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and to peace. So we know that there's a positive way. We know that being able to say, all right, so how can I say, Spirit of God, help me not to be driven by the flesh today. Help me to understand that my flesh is longing for more, my flesh is wanting, and today, God, I want you to help me not have my flesh drive every desire. But we pray, God, that the Spirit, the Spirit would be present in our bodies today with our decisions, with our actions, and may the Spirit of God continue to drive us. All right, everybody, think about that. 
and let the Spirit of God continue to work in your life. All right, everybody, have a great day. We'll be back again tomorrow.